when people, when those poor angry people like your coffin, they go die quietly. to the 09 chat line i'm julia and i'm charlotte thank you so much for joining us for episode two today we went for another wee coffee if you listened last week <laughs> as we often do this was quite a bit of a planning session for episode two and we actually went to tim hortons mm-hmm. don't really have that many in glasgow i mean they're like not that popular but there's one near where you work yeah so julia came on my break and we sat and we had an ice french vanilla can i say what i think it tastes like yeah I don't know if you're going to be on the same vein as this. There's something about it that tastes like raw cake mix. Oh, no. <laughs> In the best way. Like, I thought it was delicious, but something about it tastes like when you're, like, making a cake and you, like, lick a bit of the mix. Mm, I, I don't know. I think it's just, like, <laughs> it's like a coffee and a vanilla milkshake. Yeah, so, well, it's really good. Yeah, so we loved that. And while we were there, we just had a chat about how honestly grateful and happy we are yeah that so many of you enjoyed what we did Mm -hmm. um the response we got was like so much more than we expected as well we honestly didn't even know if anyone was gonna listen (laughs) we honestly thought this was going to be an opportunity for people to seriously take the piss (laughs) and we were just so shocked and surprised that so many of you enjoyed it so honestly thank you so much for listening given us a nice confidence but <laughs> it really has and even like as many of you that like messaged us and commented on our stories and stuff like that like we were overwhelmed with the response so it's just yeah it's it, really nice it was honestly so nice so many people that even that we hadn't spoken to in years mm-hmm. some we'd never spoken to at all had messaged us and honestly it just made our day so thank you so much if you did that yeah. and i really hope you enjoyed today's episode <laughs> today's episode is going to be are we there yet and Mm. it's a topic that's particularly prevalent in julia and i's lives right now Mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot of you as well yeah we basically just wanted to talk about the sort of change in your life going from uni to grad life or Mm. even school to uni it's basically going to be about transitioning Mm -hmm. from one stage of your life to another and how that can make you feel yeah so this is actually a nighttime recording for us. Well, nighttime, eve, late evening, and I don't know if you'll be able to hear it in the background, but it is absolutely pouring with rain. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of fitting for today's reflective kind of episode. So yeah. if you can hear it, I hope it's soothing and not too annoying for you. So taking it back to where our sort of further education journeys began, mm-hmm. we obviously both went to the same school. Yeah. And. We both got good grades. Yeah, I like, would say so. We both did well at school. When it came to applying for uni, to be honest, for myself, I think it sort of felt like I was doing kind of what I felt like I should have been doing yeah. more than what I wanted to do. So I applied to primary education and I got conditional offers for everyone that I applied to, so I was quite happy with that. For me, yeah, same thing, really. I mean, they 
the teachers I was really good at German so my teachers told me you should apply to go and do that so that's what I did all my choices were for German with other things like psychology or something like that but they were all heavily German focused and you got into I did I got into my top choices um and I think school kind of made us feel like a lot of the time uni was the sort of only option the only next step like the only successful next step yeah which obviously of course isn't the case Mm -hmm. but it really did feel like god if i'm not going to you and to be fair in our friend group that's what nearly everyone was doing Mm -hmm. and i think your friend group obviously of course at that age has a huge influence over how you feel and where you Mm -hmm. feel you should be yeah so to be honest, throughout sixth year, I had worked hard in fifth year and throughout sixth year, I didn't really try as hard. I had my conditional offers. I wasn't particularly worried about meeting them. I just, in a, I suppose, cocky way, thought mm. that I would just get them. And my little world <laughs> came crashing down on results day because I didn't meet my conditions and I didn't get in to uni. So that was a, quite hard. Mm. But quite a it disappointment. Was, it was... Here come the consequences of my own actions, but I really did <laughs> kind of. I looked at you, for example, who you had gotten into your cho- all your choices and you were going to uni, no bother, and so were a lot of my friends. So I felt for the first time I was like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, as well, just to clear up for anyone that might not be Scottish, in fifth year in Scottish high school is when you do what's called your hires. I think that's equivalent to AS levels in England and then you would go on and do advanced hires in your sixth year, which is like A levels, but you do them over only one year. So most people would get a uni offer based on their fifth year results. Mm-hmm. Um, either you get in without any question or you get in on the condition that you get two Bs at your yeah. advanced hires, for example. <laughs> think as well it's like actually quite apparent in my life right now because my younger sister is right in this stage that we were at that time um so she's been applying for uni recently and she's just had a couple of offers in and her friends are in the same position not all of them have applied and some of them don't know where they want to go and stuff like that so I feel like it's such a like I mean everyone says this but such a huge decision to make when you're so young that the consequences if it doesn't work out feel like you feel terrible you feel life-threatening at that point Mm -hmm. because you really think oh my god my whole future is hanging in the balance and it's not Mm -hmm. which is so sad because at such a young age it's a terrible weight to have on your shoulders but it really really does feel that way it does feel that way yeah so what did you do so when i didn't get into uni Obviously, UCAS, you're automatically rejected from your offers. And I remember logging in to UCAS on that day and just crying my eyes out. So, obviously, when you apply to primary teaching, it's very, very competitive. So, they make the conditions quite high a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. I remember scrolling through UCAS Clearing. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it is all the courses which have spaces left. Mm -hmm. um, And usually, then, they lower the requirements to fill the courses. And I remember scrolling through it, looking at courses that I literally was not even interested in, <laughs> thinking, oh, maybe I could do that, and maybe mm-hmm. I could do this, simply because I just was like, I have to go to uni. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And that day, I remember crying to my mum and dad, and they were like, you're going to be fine, it's okay. Like, you feel like that's not helping. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I applied to college to do 
childhood practice, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a sort of early education and childcare. It's kind of like a stepping stone mm-hmm. into what I wanted to do at uni. And I ended up going there. I ended up going to college for a year. And looking back on that, it was probably the best thing for me. Yeah. I think had I went straight into uni, I would have really struggled. I loved the way that college worked. I was in college two days a week, and then I had a placement in a school two days a week. I had a primary one class. You and loved that as I well. I absolutely loved, loved it. I loved the school. I loved my kids. I think about them all the time. And it was Aww. years ago now, and I think about them all the time. I just I absolutely loved being there. Mm-hmm. And that really cemented... Like, no, I really, I do want to do this. Yeah. And that, because I did that college course, that led me on to second year entry at uni. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to do... Second, third and fourth second, year. Second, third and fourth year at West of Scotland. And you graduated... I graduated... Two years ago now. Two years ago now, yeah. April 2020. Pandemic grad. Mm. I know. Um, It was quite weird because you just kind of went to uni one day and you never went back even mm-hmm. though you sort of knew that lockdown was coming and stuff you didn't have the graduation I wrote my dissertation at home yeah it was quite difficult mm. but I loved going to uni I love my uni lifestyle like <laughs> I loved going on placements well not all placements <laughs> um but I loved that experience but Julia's was quite different yeah see how you're talking about that one year of college where you got to try it and it really cemented you knew that that was what you wanted to do yeah god almighty would have benefited from Uh. that my journey is a little bit longer and for those of you that haven't listened to episode one um i'm actually still at uni now this is going on my sixth year of higher (laughs) education um so as charlotte said like i got into my course that i wanted to do which was german at glasgow german with economics and i went and started it I did the whole thing I moved out I went into student halls um like threw myself into it if you will and I did that for two years and then on your third year at Glasgow you go abroad like you go on your year abroad and that was to a German-speaking country obviously and that was part of the course like it wasn't optional if you wanted to pass you had to do your year abroad um whether it was like a work placement or just going to uni abroad and that was really like the I'm not sure like what your the word turning is. point yeah like that was the epicenter of me discovering this isn't what I want to do yeah and for those two years I mean if you ask me then I really didn't enjoy any of it I didn't really make any close friends on my course um I tended not to go to class and then I would get behind and then I would feel like dread obviously when it came to studying Mm. and speaking exams and general exams and stuff like that so I really didn't enjoy it but I just thought that's what uni was like yeah everybody talks about how much hard work it is so I just thought this is what people mean and I could not wait to leave so when it came to that going abroad one I wasn't ready like in myself to move country but on your own yeah exactly the set like the main thing was I didn't actually enjoy my course so I really had this like realization which we'll discuss a little bit later on um and I thought like I actually I can't do this I'm going to drop out I need to just drop out I need to work for a year I'm going to reapply and I'm going to do something else and what I did was I went to my arts advising team and I was like I'm dropping out 
and they were like okay dropping it to do what and I said that I wanted to take a year and then reapply and do business and they said you actually don't need to drop out you because you're already in the uni you can just transfer over so now I'm coming to the end of my fourth year of business god I've been there for actually mm-hmm. so long but um that's kind of the motivation for this episode was that fear mm-hmm. of leaving uni so back to myself I graduated obviously in the April and by the time the August had came around lockdown had been lifted mm-hmm. but Covid wasn't gone yet and my dad was really high risk with Covid and I was really frightened of getting ill and bringing it into the house. Yeah it was not how we know it now. No and I thought well if I'm going to get it anywhere it's going to be in a school mm-hmm. <laughs> Um or a nursery, or somewhere where you're around lots of people. And I just felt really uncomfortable with the idea of being around so many people and bringing it into the house and potentially making my family unwell that I just thought, right, okay, I'll just stay in my retail job for now. Hold off. Hold off until things get a bit better. At that point, of course, there was no vaccine. So Mm -hmm. I kind of just kept on with the job that I had. And the more and more time went on and obviously vaccines did come in and life as we know it kind of came back to normal. Mm -hmm. When I was looking through these jobs, I was starting to think, I don't actually feel excited about this at all. Mm, Not really inspired by it. I don't feel inspired by it. I don't feel like I would actually get up and be like, yeah, I'm ready for the day. Like, Mm -hmm. I really want to do this. Like that love that you found, you said after your college year, that spark just yeah it just kind of dwindled out Mm. and to be honest I think I kind of just fell out of love with the idea of doing what I was doing Mm. and I I don't know I think probably had Covid not came when it did I wouldn't have had that time Mm -hmm. so this is something I actually wanted to ask you oh (laughs) okay (laughs) do you think obviously now it's coming to the end of your degree you've only got a couple of months left do you think had you went to uni and graduated before covid had even began do you think you would feel differently than you do now in terms of like just opportunities experiences even your experience of uni Mm. do you feel like you would maybe be a bit more enthusiastic about leaving do you think you would feel like you weren't going into the big bad world (laughs) like i'm just interested to find that out honestly i feel like it's kind of 50 50 like if I if I had graduated before Covid it would have been in a degree that I had really no enjoyment in yeah searching for jobs would be a lot harder for any languages students you'll know the opportunities are really slim if you actually want a languages job um so that alone would have been hard but I think the competition has probably just got even more because there's been so much time off where yeah. people pe- places haven't been hiring or now there's even like wage wars going on um so I think it's hard to not detach it from the degree but if I'd done the degree I started doing German and graduated with that I think I would have been in a, a lot worse off position than I am now yeah. but that said I don't know actually it's really difficult that said it's still just as scary now even though I've had like so much time to think about it yeah. and prepare for it like at that time doing that German degree all I wanted was just it done with yeah. I just wanted it over with and now I feel like I can't let go of it mm-hmm. what about you what do you think 
I feel um, like I didn't really answer the question there. No. It's a hard one. Okay. What do you think? I think had we not went into a lockdown, obviously, as my degree was finishing, I would have probably just went right into a graduate job and the degree that I qualified in, I would have probably just went right into it. I wouldn't have had time to stop and think about it. Obviously, having all that time Mm. to stop and think about what I was actually doing. I don't know if it's because I was away from it for so long. Yeah. But I just didn't feel excited about it anymore. And obviously, it would mean working with children. And I don't regret doing my degree at all. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love working with children and I do think I'll go back to it one day. Like There is honestly no joy like working with children. Mm -hmm. But children deserve someone who is going to get up and go every single day and be there for them and like be absolutely passionate about their job. And I just didn't feel like I could be that person and kids Mm -hmm. deserve that. And I just didn't want to... You don't want to be the kind of half hours yeah. <laughs> teacher or anything like but that. But even for yourself, like you don't want to wake up every day miserable for no. a job you don't want to do. No, you like, don't. You really don't. And I think there is so much pressure because that's what you graduated in. Yeah. Like when I didn't go into that field, I felt like I was doing something wrong. And yeah. obviously the stereotypical secure jobs. Yeah. Like, there's all, they're always going to need teachers. And I think people saw it as, like, a waste. Like, why did you go to uni or why did you do this to now not do anything like it? And people actually said that to you. Yeah, you they did. How did that make you actually feel? Um, To be honest, I felt like there was a bit of shame in it. Mm. I felt like, did I waste my time? Like, does everyone think that I am just kind of... Does everyone think Failure. I just don't want to work? Like, do people yeah. think I just... And it's only very recently that I've came to a completely different avenue about mm-hmm. what I actually want to do. And, yeah, I I feel as if now I feel, for the first time, I feel excited about what I want to do mm-hmm. and I feel excited that I'm making the right decision. Looking back, it's easy to say, but now I don't regret taking that time. <laughs> feel like as well especially in like my business degree there's so much pressure to like find a grad scheme move to London work at like a big corporate office and that is like the measure of success do you feel like that's just because that's what kind of everyone who studies business does or like a big majority or yeah I don't I honestly don't know like where it stemmed from but Mm. maybe it's just a me thing but the people that I know that have graduated and the kind of top of the class people in my year just now the ones that you look at and think, oh my God, they're going to go on to be so successful. They're the ones that have already secured grad schemes or they're the ones that went straight out of uni, had a summer and then September, July rolled around and they went off, they moved to London, they moved to Edinburgh even. like They just moved away and worked at this corporate job and that's absolutely fine for the people that like it and love it but there's actually a really interesting thing that came from... Um, the latest Call Her Daddy episode. I don't know if anyone listens to that podcast. It's like we, one we of the enjoy. biggest one, but we enjoy. <laughs> um, and it was about like feeling lost in your 20s. And it's something that was said was so true. It was a girl was on it. Well, a lady, a woman. <laughs> a lady. A woman was on it. And she said that the thing that her dad said to her when he dropped her off at uni was don't let 
studying get in the way of your education and by that he meant uni is not always for studying really hard at the subject you've chosen to become an expert in it and go and get a job in it and work your way to the top in that field yeah it's it's just as much about learning yourself learning how to critically think having those life experiences it's just as much about that yeah that's actually really true Mm. and I think we've kind of both come out with that experience in a sense like you'd honestly think happier was going into nothing to do with business like (laughs) I have a marketing job (laughs) but like that grad scheme pressure I I just felt like that story really took it all off yeah I do feel the same and there's so many transferable skills that you Mm. learn from uni even to be said that you learn from the jobs that you work while you're at uni Mm -hmm. you learn so many skills and have so many experiences that kind of shape you into the person that you are when you leave Mm -hmm. but when you do leave and this is personal experience and I really hope if there's people listening to this they're (laughs) like god leaving uni is going to be hell I don't want it to sound like this this is just my experience but when I handed in that dissertation and when I got the certificate and I got my degree like it wasn't the big hallelujah moment that I thought it was going to be it was actually quite anti-climax to be honest and I know a lot of people who have shared that same sentiment I didn't feel as if like oh wow I've really achieved something I was like well thank god that's over Mm. it just didn't feel the way I thought it was gonna Mm -hmm. I feel like right now it's honestly not even that I really want it over it's it's actually like I want these next few months to just slow down or stop completely like I do not want time to speed up so that I can tick the box and get it over with and like it's so strange for me because going back to my German degree again but this in that first degree the only thing I wanted was for it to be done and I thought I would feel this huge sense of relief but now it actually kind of it really fills me with fear and I wish I could just stop time completely. I think though that's probably changed for you because it's only in really really recent times that you've actually just started to enjoy it i know i know i have been saying that to you and actually like my friends and family and boyfriend around me and stuff like only recently i've actually started to enjoy my course and whether that is spurred on by the fact that i'm appreciating the student lifestyle Mm -hmm. as much as i can before i leave um recently i've really started to enjoy it and now i just think god if those six years if i'd enjoyed it that whole time yeah at least I wouldn't feel like I was leaving with I'm not ready yet. Leaving uni is a really bittersweet experience, I think, for a lot of people because if you were anything like me, spending those all-nighters in the library (laughs) and leaving things to the last minute, you throughout that time, all you can think of is I cannot wait until I don't have to do this anymore. I can't wait to be free of academic guilt. I can't (laughs) wait until this part of my life is done. Mm -hmm. And when it is done, you're like now what (laughs) it's so daunting I said to Julia the other day it's literally like when you go to the beach and you stand and you look at the sea and it's so vast Mm -hmm. but you there's not really anything there like all you can see uh is distance it's so true like I actually when you said that I was like that's spot on that is honestly like the perfect way to explain I mean it's how I feel right now like these are actually my feelings at this very moment Mm. and it's so true looking out at like a gorgeous big open ocean like the really the options are endless but 
nothing there's nothing aha uh-huh, like there's no direct steps and i think that's something that's something that they also mentioned on the caller daddy podcast was that through those first two decades of your life there are so many like stepping stones like your nursery then you're straight into primary school then it's high school and if you decide to it's on to uni or if even if you don't go to uni it's still an easy step but then once you come out of uni there's just this vast opening of okay now you're the driver now you get to make the decision you can do whatever you yeah. want uh, you're so right like the first say 18 years of your life is so structured mm-hmm. you have school you have your friends and for most people throughout those years at school the goal is uni mm-hmm. the goal is just to get to uni and then after you get there you're kind of daunted by the question which is so overpowering of what are you going to do with your life uh-huh and i feel like as well maybe this is like just me or i feel like i, I do compare myself myself to other people a lot but during those stages all your friends everyone around you you're all doing the same thing oh it's yeah like so when you try and measure yourself against other people it's like okay we're all in the same we're all in the same stage like we're all working towards the same thing whether it's our hires or advanced Mm -hmm. hires and then once you leave school or you leave uni it's like okay everyone's doing their thing oh my god she's just got that job she's just moved abroad like it is so much easier to compare yourself to people and feel inadequate so much of your life at that young age of school and school ending is dependent on what your friends are doing Mm -hmm. if all your friends go to college you'll feel isolated at uni yeah and if all your friends go to uni you'll feel isolated at college like it's it's difficult to watch all your friends going down their different paths as well and then your friends start to make new friends and then you start to feel alone and it's it can be really really hard to go through that and I don't really know if that's talked about enough I don't Mm. think for all the things that school prepares you for because they definitely prepare you (laughs) for uni but they don't prepare you for the feelings that come with it I know really it's something you just experience on your own yeah it's 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 sad and it's really hard and I think there does sort of come these feelings of am I doing the right thing I remember visiting friends who had moved away to uni we had friends that moved to Aberdeen Mm -hmm. And I remember visiting them in Aberdeen and they lived in halls and I was like, wow, they have a totally different student experience from me because I yeah. still lived at home. My uni was like 20 minutes from when I lived. Like, I didn't need to move away. Need to move away. And when I saw their life and they had this like really independent life and they mm. were out all the and time. Meeting and so meeting so many new so people. people I kind of felt like I was missing out. Mm. But I myself, I know that I wouldn't have been happy to move away. Yeah. So... exactly there's no two same experiences i think it's a kind of the grass is always greener sort of feeling definitely of course in this episode we obviously are just talking about our own experiences please don't be frightened if you think that (laughs) this is inevitable for you oh i know but another experience that i thought was important to share because neither of us did this um was the experience of someone who dropped out of uni Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about my sister Connie, so she has shout out to her. Yeah, she has, of course, gave me permission to talk <laughs> about this, and I actually kind of wish that we had got our own to speak about mm. it a bit. Um, but basically, Connie always knew what she wanted to do from being really young, mm-hmm. and she worked really hard at school, and she got into her dream course. She went to uni, of course, in the September, and I have never seen her more miserable. Oh, and Connie really isn't. 
like that at no, all. No, like, she's actually she, such a spirited person. Anyone that knows her, she is so like bubbly and yeah. always full of chat. She's so funny, and she just was like a shell of herself and it was so sad and difficult she cried like every day she was she found it really really hard Mm -hmm. and she thought that was like her dream Mm -hmm. and it just made her miserable and it got to a point where she was like there is nothing I can do apart from drop out that's going to make me happy and she felt like people kept saying to her like you were on track to do so well you got into such a great course why would you leave and she was like I hate my course Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy it and people said to her well everyone hates their course oh my god and I imagine so many people said to herself just stick it out like another four years and then you'll have it it's just normal to put up with that Mm -hmm. and I feel as though like leaving uni or dropping out is sometimes seen as something to be ashamed of Mm -hmm. as opposed to doing something that is literally to the benefit of your mental and physical health yeah definitely i think that like quote i'm not sure in the specifics but it is just as much a success to try something identify that you don't like it and change it Mm -hmm. rather than to get lucky pick the right thing first time round and love it like it is just as much success in those failures yeah and that's so true so just off the back of what you've said there Something that Julia and I talk about quite a lot is visible growth versus invisible growth. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is people tend to congratulate others on visible growth, like the things that seem new and shiny, mm-hmm. a new job, a new house, a new car, a new relationship. But however, the invisible things are often the biggest achievements. Mm-hmm. Invisible things, meaning maybe things like dealing with grief, healing from a breakup, working your way up in a job that you're already in, working through a relationship that you're already in. Of course, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with the new things, but it's often not applauded as much when... Things haven't changed. Yeah, and we kind of want to explore why. Of course, the invisible things, sometimes especially if they're particularly difficult to deal with, they are things that people don't always feel like sharing or aren't Mm -hmm. comfortable talking about and that's of course absolutely fine but I think sometimes and I'm definitely guilty of this when you look at other people and you think well they've got the new job they've got the car they've got the house they're Mm -hmm. engaged they've got like they they seem to have everything Mm -hmm. because you can see all of that you look you look at yourself and you think god I really haven't done much this year completely overlooking all the personal growth Mm -hmm. that you've had within the space of a year or or six months and I'm definitely guilty of kind of beating myself up for not doing the the big things when overcoming like personal and emotional things are just as big as an achievement yeah and that kind of leads me on to a quote that I never ever forgot about and it is comparison is the thief of joy so true it really is so true and it's a bit it's a bit cringe but I always do try and remember that because nothing ever good really does come of comparing yourself to others it doesn't make you feel like a happy person on the inside it doesn't really make you feel particularly accomplished nine times out of ten you end up feeling worse off for it and I think releasing comparison is something that I really I'm trying to work on yeah and something to be honest I think I have got better with yeah a lot of the time oh I feel like that chat is just like 
hit the nail on the head with everything I'm feeling right now and this episode actually like does hit so close to home because it is my feelings like at this very moment and that dread and unknown that I'm feeling is so present right now yeah and you're so not alone in that Mm. we took to the internet as we usually like to do (laughs) and found a cosmopolitan article about the post-uni blues Within the article, they talked about the City Mental Health Alliance, who spoke to 300 recent graduates and reported that 49% of students admitted their mental health declined after leaving uni. God. (laughs) 44% felt that their friends were doing better than them, and 40% felt socially isolated. Oh. Not to put anyone off. (laughs) No, of course. If the things we've talked about in this episode resonate with you or sound like a friend... Or anybody you know, we do have a few wee websites that you can go to that might help you. Mm-hmm. So mind.org eh, offer a free advice service over the phone, over email and over text. There's also the Mix, which is the UK's leading support service for young people. They offer just a list in there mm-hmm. and advice via social media or a free confidential helpline. And there's also Student Minds, which is the UK's student mental health charity. That offers support on getting help for yourself and how to help friends who you think might be struggling. And we also want to say that, of course, our DMs, either Julia or myself's personal Instagram, and of course the online chat lines, um, Instagram DMs are always open for yeah. anybody who feels like they just need to talk to some Guys, this is the whole reason we started Literally. this podcast. And we just... Please don't ever think oh, well, I'm a bit embarrassed because they would know who I am or it wouldn't be anonymous. It would always be anonymous. Please don't ever worry about reaching out to us. We want you to feel like you have friends in us, so this is why we've done this. Exactly. So to end this episode on a little bit of a lighter note, it's time for our three current favourites. Do you want to go first? I'm going to warn you. My current favourites this week are going to maybe be a wee bit sending. But I mean, <laughs> okay, take <laughs> it away. Anyway, my first favourite of the week is Odeon Limitless. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so a ticket for the Odeon is £12. Mm-hmm. Odeon Limitless is £12.99 a month. And you can see any film... It's Limitless. <laughs> it's Limitless. <laughs> it's truly Limitless. You can see however many films you want that month. So oh, okay. why would you not just pay the 99p and just... I don't really go to the cinema that much. No, but same. It's, it's so <laughs> but you know what? Give it Give a bash. It a go. Maybe I'll broaden my knowledge about films and stuff. I'm not very good at things like that. That's true. Do you know that's some definitely on my list when I become a full-time wage earner? What? Go to cinema more? Oh, then Limitless. Or like a Limitless card because I feel like I don't really go to cinema that much right now. So yeah, I don't really go to cinema that much either but I will be now. <laughs> Guys, it was a good purchase. Maybe it was impulse, but I enjoy it. That's you locked in for three months anyway. <laughs> what about you? Um, so my first one is actually German rap. As in, like, German doner kebab. No! Like, <laughs> like Eminem kind of rap. All right, bitch. I was going to try and, like, do an example there, but Don't. I shan't. Um, so I was at a party at the weekend with my friend... One of my friends, she's from Switzerland, and she played me some music from this German rap group. I think they're called Sixteen, but it's S X T N, and it was just 
I really enjoyed it and I've been nice listening to it ever yeah. since. <laughs> kind of was. I don't know if it's because like I don't really understand what they're saying, but it just sounds so like. <laughs> Zan- She's <laughs> like gyrating. <laughs> um, ah, uh-huh, it just it's uh, it is a breath of fresh air. Do I say? Love it. So that's my first one. You should listen. Brilliant. Next current favorite for me is cozy home. Mm, Guys, yep. we love cozy home. So cozy home, you can get it on QVC. <laughs> You can get it on QVC, right? And it's like a homeware brand. So we have these cosy home filled. It's called Velvet Soft Filled Throw. If you're ever wanting one, oh my god, they are the best blankets to be. We fair. can truly attest to these because our best friend Tyler has one as well, and the three of us get together and we wrap up in our cosy home. They are so cool. They're literally the best blanket you'll ever buy. Maybe we can put a picture on or something. Yeah. The way that no one cares. No, they do. I feel like. They're not your average blanket. <laughs> <laughs> They're but really not. They honestly aren't. Um, it's like a wee quilt. It's like it's kind of like a weighted blanket, but it's not. It's just so big and like heavy. Best blanket you'll ever bloody buy. Best blanket. Okay, next. My next one is another musical one. Okay. I've been quite into my music this week. Brilliant. <laughs> and it's a reignited love for Lana Del Rey. Ooh, that was t- see ten years ago. Mm-hmm. We went to see Lana Del Rey, and we must have been like fourteen on her Born she, to Die tour in twenty twelve. She was truly all that in a bag she of chips. She was like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not even so much like her new stuff, but the Born to Die Paradise Edition album. It really is good. You should listen to it again. Yeah, we loved that for a reason. And truly, was the best thing in the world at the time. Still is really good. It still is. Um. Yes, she's my favourite. My second favourite. What about you? Quite strong. For my last favourite this week, right, another kind of somewhat sending one. (laughs) Happy hippos. Kinder happy hippos. Right. And the reason for this, okay, so through the week, Julia, Tyler and I, we went to a drive-through place in Glasgow called Pure Sweet and we got this happy hippo cookie dough. Mm. It's like basically like a Kinder Bueno in the shape of a hippo. It's like a baby's ben- baby's bueno. Baby bueno, but guys, <laughs> there's truly nothing like it. <laughs> I don't know. Like to my there's I, nothing like there, it. There, there honestly isn't, and I haven't had a happy hippo in so long. But no, nah, this has started another obsession. So thanks to Pure Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored. Um. Okay, my um third favourite actually is my gua sha is that how you say it you know those like face shaping tools and it kind of looks like a love heart um i ordered one of those recently it's just from amazon so it's definitely not authentic but it's just like a face shaping i'm happy to be ripped off (laughs) i always see videos on tiktok about like people's before and after i was like i need one of those i feel like i've got a huge double chin and you know I can count on my hands the amount of times I've actually done it, but it just feels really nice when you've got time in the morning or night to do your skincare routine, like massage your face essentially with this gua sha, and I convince myself there's a difference. Mm. You do look. <laughs> I have you noticed look that. Um, uh, that's something, to be honest, I need to get better at is maintaining a good uh, skincare routine because mm. I do it for about two days and then I'm like, why isn't this working? Well, 
that has been episode two. We hope you've enjoyed it. I know, guys, I'm really sorry. I feel like it was a wee bit heavy, but sometimes, you know... It's honestly just truly how I'm feeling right now, and I've been talking to you about it particularly a lot this week, so we thought that it was really relevant to we share. We do really want to hear your honest thoughts on what we're doing on our Instagram, so please don't hesitate to send us a DM. We're going to try and post a bit more this week. Yeah, definitely. Now we're in the swing of things. Definitely make sure to give us a follow. It's at the 09 chat line, and I'm at Julia Redshaw. And I'm at Charlotte McLachlan. So we will hope to see you again for episode three. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.